2: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, wow, the GOP, you thought that they would have planned better, huh? So the cover of the New York Post today says that, um, that to grow up, for for uh, Matt Gates and, and Lori Bobar to grow up. And, you know, this is a game of chicken. And you got to know that they've talked about this ahead of time. I mean, they're not that stupid. So we have the GOP heading for a cliff. And like in Rebel Without a Cause, you know, they're playing a game of chicken. Who's going to jump out of the car first before the car goes off the cliff? And nobody's jumping. Everybody's just going to go off the cliff now they can go on and on and on and the reason why they stopped yesterday after the third vote is because there would have been no change. In fact, it keeps getting worse for Kevin McCarthy. The uh the upstarts it the upstarts basically have 20 votes. Kevin McCarthy has um I think he has 202 and he needs 18, something like that. So he needs at least 18 of those 20, you know. So, you know, the problem is, you know, Jeffries, he has 212. He's the front runner right now. He's the leader. Because <laughs> the Democrats know how to stick, stick together, right? They, that's what they do. They're like zombies. Yes, no, do as you're told. So we have a real problem on our hands, and it's an embarrassment. And if this wasn't the perfect example of why the McRhinos need to go, if this is not the perfect example, I don't know what is. I do not know what a more perfect scenario could be on display than to say these these leaders are killing this country and killing our party. The fact of the matter is is that a true leader knows if he doesn't have the votes, he ought to do what's best for the party. Certainly what's happening on display, In the House. Hasn't happened in almost a hundred years. I think there was some instance in nineteen twenties, eighteen fifty-eight was another date that comes to mind where they went months or weeks, many weeks without a speaker. So nobody can get sworn in. The GOP is holding up the show. The Democrats are coming out smelling like a rose. And this is the fault of the McRhinos, the McDaniel, uh, McConnell, McConnell, and McCarthy. Frankly, they should have done the whole thing in the Senate as well. I don't know what's going on in the Senate, but I I haven't heard anything that suggests that McConnell's not going to be leader of the minority party. Then again, it doesn't much matter because they can't win elections over there, so... You know they keep allowing themselves to be duped and cheated. It's sort of like, um, you know, going to a uh, going to a card game where you know the people, the same people, are always going to win because they cheat. Well, Why go to the card game? Why not hire an investigator instead, or find another card game? In this case, I guess we can't find another card game. We have to go and play the same system with the same stacked deck every single time. And you got this you know, this whole you know, the new the new trend for the election fraud is what they're talking about these days is it's the systematic approach to it. It's the rules. The rules got to change, but It was the Republican legislatures that allowed these rules. And then it was the courts that, you know, basically don't see eye to eye with voter ID. Because voter IDs were never part of the Constitution. So, you know, if you're a citizen, you could vote. No matter what, you don't need an ID. All right, that's what the courts are saying. They're strict constitutionalists. You say okay, well I get that argument, but I don't agree with it. Because it's not the same as you know, but you need a voter ID you know, you need a voter ID to get Sudafed or you need a voter ID to get on a plane. You need a vote. you know, it's not the same argument because one is a constitutional right and the other is not. And there's the difference. So if we can't win that one, then surely we could win the one that says, "Well, then you got to prove that you're a citizen." And we lost that argument, too, when it came to the census on the 2020 census form. Nobody had to check the box and said, I'm a citizen. How do you like that? There, the argument was that we service people because the allocation of funds is based on population and it's not based on the number of citizens. It's based on the number of people using the services. So the Democrats managed to win that argument. But do you see how you glue these things? It's sort of like um, the JFK assassination. You know, you got the guy that said, hey, we're going to leave the bubble top off off the car. And uh, another person said, we're going to make a slow turn on Elm Street. And, and another person said, we're not going to have any spotters looking at open windows surrounding the kill zone. Um, and you got all these different factors that came into play a series of events that and then you got a conspiracy if you can prove that they all knew each other and were all in on it. But the way it works in Washington, no, it's not my job. Everybody over here, over there doesn't know what the other hand is doing. And, you know, in, in part, to get a really great conspiracy to work, you never do talk to the one hand never does talk to the other hand. It's sort of like in football, they say you do your job and we're gonna win this we're gonna win this we're gonna have a good play. If everybody makes their block, if everybody catches the ball right, if everybody does their job correctly, together, you know, so the tackle and the guard and the and the end all do their jobs according to plan. But they don't really know what the other guy is doing. They just know what they're supposed to do. And if they do it all, now that is almost like the way you get around being a conspiracy. Because I was just doing my job. I didn't know what he was doing. And that happens in government all the time. Everybody's sort of doing their job, but it's so rigged. So here we got this election fraud where it's not really fraud. But somehow, the ballot gets more attention than the person that's trying to be sold on a candidate. The candidates are no longer selling their values and morals. No longer. Remember Gary Hart? He got photographed with a mistress. I think her name was Jennifer Flowers. Um, got got uh, photographed with a mistress off on a boat, and his career was over. Over. That's not not the same rules today. (laughs) We have a whole different set of rules. Here, if you're a Democrat, you can get away with anything. And if you're a Republican, because our bureaucracy is filled with Democrats. Because they love the big government spending that gives them raises and vacations and pensions. It's a conflict of interest. But shame on those states where, like Pennsylvania and Georgia, where they had, and, and even Arizona, where they had Republican legislatures. And they allow these rules to, to, to exist. In the name of what? COVID? They use COVID to advance the ball? Well, COVID's done. COVID's over. I don't care what you say. No longer should you get a vaccine or anything like that. Because they've been proven too deadly. And if anything, the Damar uh, Hamlin uh, event, where he's improving a bit, but still, it's touch and go for him. Uh, a lot, wh- whether it was related to uh, the jab or not, and nobody's, nobody knows. Uh, whether it's related to the jab or not, it certainly sparked a conversation in that area. Because people are dying suddenly. I mean, the statistics are... I think I, I heard a report in, in uh, 2021 uh, in European sports, 29 people before, or before 2021, 29 people died suddenly of cardiac arrest in sports, in all sports in Europe. And now the number is over 1,500 per year. So, you tell me. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy number. And I don't think that is by design, meaning I don't think that the Bill Gates people that want to kill people and want to reduce the population, I don't, you know, because let's face it, you know, a thousand, a thousand people doesn't put a dent into the world population problem that they say exists. Because there's another side that says the population decline is the existential threat to uh, the world. It's the liberals and the globalists that say the uh, population growth is the biggest problem to the world. So, it's, you know, there's, that's even under debate. You know, there's so many things that go undebated and get ruled upon without debate, almost like a lack of chain of custody of intellectual thought. It's a shame we live in a world like that, but that's the world we're living in. So, let me give you the names of the people that uh, I think are true patriots. We got Biggs, Bishop. um, Okay, so we have Biggs, Bishop, Bobart. Brasheen, Cloud, Clyde, Crane, Matt Gates, Good, Gozar, Harris, Pauline, Luna, uh Paulina Luna, Miller or it's Paulina and Luna. Miller, Norman, Ogles, Perry, Rosendale, Chiproy, and Ortiz Ortiz uh, Self. They just list her as self, but it's really Ortiz Self. <clears throat> so those are the Patriots. <laughs> They're being called narcissistic and being called um, problem makers, and they're being blamed for this. But frankly, if uh, Kevin McCarthy was a true leader, Kevin McCarthy would do the right thing and say, you know, this is too divided. Let's go ahead and promote another person to be uh, to be better. To, to be the speaker, and frankly, the guy that's second in running isn't even close. But it's Jim Jordan, and Jim Jordan doesn't even want the job. He just wants to be the committee chair for the judiciary. And you know, poor uh, Matt Gates, and and uh, his contingent Chip Roy, and Lori Bobard—they're sticking to their guns, and they're trying to make a deal with McCarthy. And, you know, basically what they want is they want to do better with the things that were promised. They want to get to the bottom of the corruption in the FBI and the CIA. They want to get to the bottom of the Hunter Biden laptop. They want to get to the bottom of the uh, dereliction of duty by Mayorkas. So they're making demands that certain things must be done. They want to set up a special side council to look into the FBI, an independent audit of the FBI outside of Congress. But Kevin McCarthy wants to do the same thing, kick the can down the road the same way he's always been. But see, we've had it with Kevin McCarthy, and I stand with that group of 20. I stand strong with that group of 20. Chimp Roy said he wouldn't blink, and I hope hope he doesn't because McCarthy has to go. And no way, no how, should Kevin McCarthy ever get that speakership. And when Dan Crenshaw comes saying, "Well, well, putting me down or putting people down that don't want Kevin McCarthy and calling us names, well, then um two could play at that game we all know how to fight in america and fight we will you know you can't have you you should never ever ever think of rolling over for in in the face of a of a of a rhino like dan crenshaw And I actually have the Dan Crenshaw clip I want to play. It was the one that I couldn't seem to find. Um, But while we're doing that one, we're going to go ahead and play you. uh, I'm going to play the uh, Kevin McCarthy. Remind you all of why it is that we don't really like Kevin McCarthy.
1: That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility, quell the brewing unrest, and ensure President elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. The president.
2: So he, he throws President Trump under the bus. Right. How, you know, what kind of leadership on the Republican Party, friends like that, who needs enemies? Right. And think about everybody knows the injustices of J6. Everybody knows that that was an FBI infiltration. Oh, another thing they want to do, one of the demands is release all the tape. For the J6. Because McCarthy's covering for Nancy Pelosi. That's what's going on there. Let's take a listen to Dan Crenshaw.
3: This handful of members is... uh, Handful um, of members. uh, Very clearly looking for notoriety over principle.
2: uh, Very clearly looking for... Here's the guy standing in front of a mic answering to reporters looking for... He's blaming the 20 that are dissents for looking for notoriety. This is one of the hardest things they'll ever have to do in Congress is stand against their own party because their own party has sold out America and not represented them properly. And it's why we're in the predicament that we're in. It's why, it's why, it's it's the problem is, is they took $9 million away from Blake Masters and gave it to Lisa Murkowski. Now, I know we're talking about the Senate right here. But that's the kind of thing that they're doing. This is all about Trump and anti-MAGA. This is all about trying to get back to the establishment uh, uh, and the status quo. This is all about trying to prevent inroads for Donald Trump. I guarantee you this is still connected to the symptoms of Trump derangement syndrome. Because people have voted more for Donald Trump than any other Republican in the history of America. And it's not MAGA or America First Policies that are the problem. It's the rhinos that have cultivated and developed over the last several decades that are the problem. And derooting this field of losers by pulling all these weeds out, we got rid of a few. You mean Paul Ryan's gone, you know, Um. There's a lot of people that are gone. And we, we got rid of Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. And there's a lot of people that are gone. And being, they're, they're being replaced by real leaders. And people that have an open mind to Donald Trump. And that's a good thing. But they're rigging elections, folks. And they've rigged them ever since, ever since the pandemic. They use that. It was a coup against a sitting president. Not much different than the coup against Nixon. Not much different than the assassination of JFK. And, not, uh, and the assassination attempt against Reagan. And all of these things, you, you see the names Bushes and Clintons, these corrupt monsters, these criminals like Joe Biden and his crime family running the show acting like they're the elite and they're scum they're not the elite they're they are the dirt bags and they're the rats they're the ones that are not respecting our flag not respecting our people not respecting our wishes right now Kevin McCarthy is a true leader he would say okay it's maybe not right for me, but maybe it's right for somebody else. Okay, and that would be doing the right thing. That would be taking the being the bigger man for the country. But there's a reason that they're holding on, like like as if their life depends on it. And be there, and I think that there's more to this than even I know. But it doesn't. It seem odd. All of a sudden, everybody wants Kevin McCarthy. He's the guy we need. Isn't it odd that Kevin McCarthy somehow is the only one that can do the job? Doesn't that strike you as odd? Doesn't it even strike you as odd that the GOP couldn't have gotten their ducks in a row over the Christmas break and figured out in some caucus how this was going to go so that we didn't embarrass ourselves? What kind of leadership is behind that? Obviously, it's a game of chicken, and it's deeply entrenched. And this is going to go... And I hope that our s- small 20 that's supporting new leadership as needed. We need, we need Harmeet, Millen, Harmeet Dillon to replace uh, Ronald McDaniel. We certainly need Mitch McConnell to just leave the Senate. Because he's worthless and does not represent Kentucky. I can tell you that. He's winning elections based on, I have no idea how he's winning his elections. But it smells fishy. So let's take a listen to this uh, Dan Crenshaw bully.
3: This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not, it's not true. They lost those debates. That should have been the end of it, because that's how a team works, right? You hash this stuff out, you figure it out, and then you move on. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for, for the benefit of the Democrats. Just because of your own sense of self-importance—that's exactly what's happening. here. We will not vote for anyone else but the These people think they're stubborn, or they're more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the committee's thing. Well, obviously, they won't. But it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. They have—they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda than a Republican one.
2: So I say no to Dan Crenshaw. And anybody who votes for Dan Crenshaw in Texas has got to be on drugs because think about it. He is unopen to change. He wants Kevin McCarthy, the guy that's been running the party since Paul Ryan and was in lockstep with Paul Ryan and was never really a Trump supporter, Kevin McCarthy, sold out to big tech, roomed with... um Luntz, Frank Luntz, shares a space in D.C. with Frank Luntz. You know, they have their homes back home, but when they're in D.C., they sometimes share spaces. And because they're only here a fraction of the time because they're congressmen. They don't work every day. Think about what Dan Crenshaw said and then listen to Laurie Bobart.
3: And so now here we are being sworn at instead of being sworn in. And we could have had this solved months ago. I have been working every day to unify the Republican Party for the American people. And yesterday, we had a deal that was not a selfish deal in any way for Kevin McCarthy to get him the gavel on the first ballot. And he eagerly dismissed us. And
2: So now, so they're acting like bullies, bullies, right? And this is all about the committee assignments. And this is why I uh, had a problem about a month ago or many weeks ago when I uh, called out Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, I know everybody that listens to this show like they love Marjorie Taylor Greene. But she endorsed J.D. Vance, who supported Evan McMullen against Donald Trump. And because, you know, she she does the great things that she does do, people fell in love with her. But then she's now, you know, strongly one of the biggest endorsements for Kevin McCarthy. And what is she going to get in return? She's going to get a committee chairship or something to that effect. And to me, that, that's just a sellout. Everybody knows Kevin McCarthy's not right for the job. Every, every true... Trump-loving Republican, which is the majority. Because let's face it, who do you think's going to win? Who's the front-runner right now in the Republican Party? It's, it's Donald Trump. If he wants it, he can get it. And I guarantee you even DeSantis lovers aren't in love with Kevin McCarthy. But you'd probably, if you dug deep, you'd probably find very strong alliances between DeSantis and McCarthy, which is the problem. For DeSantis. But here's the thing. <clears throat> what we need is we need some respect out of the McCarthy wing of the, yeah, which is the status quo part of the party. And then you got Jim Jordan who makes things more doubly difficult. And we're going to listen to some clips here. This is Matt Gates talking about You know, the threat of committee chairs and things like that punishment because they're standing up for their rights.
4: But we were threatened by my committee uh, chairman to be on the Armed Services Committee, Mr. Rogers, that if we did not vote for Mr. McCarthy, we would be removed from committees. Our position is that if Kevin McCarthy is the speaker of the House and we don't have an ability to ensure that there is Uh, oomph behind the agenda and energy behind our oversight, that the committee assignments don't mean that much anyway. I'm not here to participate in some puppet show where we pass a bunch of messaging bills, send them to the Senate, watch them die, fail to use leverage, and don't hold the Biden administration accountable. I don't want to relive the Benghazi experience where it's just theater pretending to be oversight, right? We can do better than that, and and that's our purpose today. But we were...
2: I think everybody here can agree with what Matt Gates just said, and I liked it a lot better. I liked it a lot better than what Dan Crenshaw had to say about calling everybody that likes Trump narcissists because typically everybody that likes Trump doesn't like Kevin McCarthy, except for maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's got skin in the game because she's going to get a big fat committee chair uh, ship and be brought back into the fold of the Republican Party because she was annexed out for some stupid stuff she did, like supporting Nick Fuentes. That's racist, or uh, supporting J. You know J.D. Vance. Well, they love that part. Um, but yeah, you know, so you got to keep your eyes open, people, because this is tricky. It's tricky. There's there's a lot of tricks going on. You know, the people that love Donald Trump. the people that love Make America Great Again, the people that love America First policies are are on the right side of history. Let's remind ourselves of what Donald Trump said before the UN once upon a time.
1: The greatest in the United States Constitution is its first three beautiful words. They are we the people. Generations of Americans have sacrificed to maintain the promise of those words, the promise of our country and of our great history. In America, the people govern, the people rule, and the people are sovereign. I was elected not to take power, but to give power to the American people where it belongs. In foreign affairs, we are renewing this founding principle of sovereignty. Our government's first duty is to its people, to our citizens, to serve their needs, to ensure their safety, to preserve their rights, and to defend their values. As President of the United States, I will always put America first. Just like you, as the leaders of your countries, will always, and should always, put your countries first.
2: I agree. Now, here's the thing. Today, I would not be surprised today if 20 or 18, um, if 18 Democrats decide to vote for McCarthy. And that should tell you everything you want to know about Kevin McCarthy. The Democrats want, like if they were to put a poll up on Twitter, it would be skewed because it's the Democrats that want Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Yeah, they're voting for Jeffries, but that's a token vote. They do not want a, you know, a a common sense America first, Trump-loving MAGA representative to be speaker. And frankly, I said all week, I said, I don't think Jim Jordan's the right guy. I think he's too valuable in committee. I've always said that. And, you know, but now I wish that Jim Jordan would at least, you know, kind of step up and be be stronger with respect to uh, this whole thing. Oh, there's a, I have a Jim Jordan clip here. Before we move on, though, there is this clip here. Four years ago, Trump warned Germany about relying on Russian oil and gas. The German delegation laughed. This was a late night, Saturday night live sketch where they laughed. They were showing the Germans laughing, but they're not laughing now. Trump was right again.
0: And Trump, <laughs> Trump did it again. In September, when he went to the U.N. and said something about Germany that was so detached from reality, even the German delegation couldn't help but laugh at him.
1: -"Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers.
0: Not only are these dudes laughing, but look at this lady's face. She doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and she's from a country where this is a real word.
2: So, you know, he was right. Uh, Basically, uh, they were going to depend on Nord Stream 2, and it was the German chancellor that was building... Uh, He was the head of Gazprom, Schroeder. And, uh, you know, there's so much corruption in the world. And Trump was right every step of the way. And Germany has been the biggest sellout to Russia. So go figure, you know. They could laugh all they want, but Trump was right. It's just Trump is politically incorrect in the way he goes about things. But that's exactly what we need. We don't need this charade. Political correctness was invented to silence speech, and everybody knows it. And these fools, these comedians, these liberals that uh, try to make political correctness something more than it is. You know, decorum and all that crap has got to go. Dan Crenshaw is all about decorum, but he's not about substance. And anybody who votes for a guy like Dan Crenshaw is part of the problem. All right, so here's Jim Jordan, and again, I'm very dissatisfied or unhappy with the fact that he uh, supported McCarthy. He's not, but he doesn't want the speakership. That's why I don't know why the the GOP didn't get around Biggs. I think that they were, well, frankly, I think that they were pushing Biggs, and that's what I was saying too. I was saying I think it's going to be Biggs. They were pushed, they were but Biggs, nobody knows that name. He's a pretty good leader, but frankly, he doesn't have the same kind of chutzpah as a Jim Jordan. And, but I think it's that kind of chutzpah that Jim Jordan has that you want as committee head rather than speaker. So I think, uh, you know, the GOP needed to think this through a little bit better. And, uh, certainly before yesterday because they knew that day was coming this should have been all figured out this should have been a matter a ceremonial procedure but apparently the trenches are dugs that deep that they can't get out of it let's take a listen
5: i think we have three objectives this congress three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th congress first pass the bills that fix the problems in two years' time, we have went. We we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So we we need to pass legislation to address all that, and I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent, we can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We have, to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that, that, are, that recognize it's the people's money, not ours, and send it to the Senate, and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And then finally, third, and this is important. We got to do the oversight,
2: the do the investigations. In
5: we have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it.
2: So one of the problems is you hear such a great speech there and and then you you got Jim Jordan saying he nominates uh Kevin McCarthy. And and that's a problem, right? That's a that's a real problem. But then you also have um <clears throat> you have Whip Sc- Whip Scalise, Steve Scalise also um endorsing Kevin McCarthy. So that makes it really, that compounds the problem a bit. That there's no one else that they're pushing except for Jim Jordan who doesn't want it. And that's sort of the sad, sad thing. But then you got patriots and leaders like Chip Roy who say this we've got
1: congressman chip roy uh who is just joining us congressman thank you for joining us um you have been one of the people who's leading this charge against kevin mccarthy for the speakership you had voted for byron donald's where where does this process stand and in your mind because you have said that you potentially remain open to voting for mccarthy where is this process headed
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Uh, And first of all, I I wouldn't say I've been leading the charge against McCarthy. I've been leading the charge for my constituents who are tired of the swamp continuing to do what the swamp does. And we saw it on full display with a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Now, my friend Jim Jordan, who just nominated Kevin McCarthy, who I I also consider a friend, uh, said that, hey, we need to put the people in place to stop bills like that. But that's the problem. Everybody's out there saying, "Oh, we got everything we wanted. We got rules changes." Let me tell you something. We have no way to enforce those rules changes. The speaker-elect has a history of voting with Democrats and voting with the minority against the majority Republicans over the last decade. He's been speaker or in the leadership of Republicans since 2009. During that time, the debt has gone from 11 trillion to 32 trillion. In other words, we want to be able to have a check against the swamp. We made good faith good faith changes. We worked hard to get them, but we needed a little bit more in order to assure that we have the power to actually stop the swamp from rolling over the American people who are sick of bills that spend money we don't have, are sick of open borders, are sick of empowering the bureaucrats to go after them, and we're sick and tired of a Congress that's not doing its job. So this is about changing this town. I wasn't sent here for second place. I was sent here to get the job done, and we need the leadership and the tools to do it.
5: So, Congressman, to be clear, you are one of the 19 who voted against McCarthy as speaker in the first vote. Our producers tell us you have not voted yet again. Safe to say you are a no again.
0: Well, it's not a no. We're voting for names. I voted for Byron Donalds, my friend, a conservative, someone who is not of the swamp. He has been here only for now his second term. Uh, I might vote for some similar folks who have a track record and a history of standing up to the swamp. What I'm not going to do is blindly do what the swamp does. My constituents didn't send me here to do that. Is anybody listening to this actually happy with what Congress is doing? Is anybody out there? Are you? Or anybody in America? Do you think Congress is doing a good job? The answer is no. So why would we embrace the status quo? Why would we keep doing the same thing over and over again? That's what's happening in that room. And this morning, a group of folks threatened some of us and they lost votes on that. We're not going to back down until we get in a room and we decide how we're going to be able to stand up and fight for the American people, no matter who the speaker is.
1: Uh, Congressman, you just used the word threatened there in the, in the House uh, GOP conference meeting this morning. Uh, can you tell us what happened?
0: Well, it's been public information out there that Mike Rogers threatened to say he's going to kick those of us off of any committees who dared to challenge the uh, coronation of the speaker. And the reality is that was a threat and it was not received well by a lot of people in the room. And uh, Mike Rogers is emblematic of the problem. He is precisely why we end up with bills like the one point seven trillion dollar monstrosity that was destroying our freedom, funding bureaucrats and, 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 and frankly, actually had specific language in it not allowing us to secure the border. Now, Mike didn't vote for it because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the House was trying to make sure we got votes for Kevin. But the fact is everybody knows there's no secret in this town that in the Senate they were laughing because they knew that Kevin was saying, I want this to be speaker, not because we wanted to kill the bill. That's the truth.
2: By the way, Byron Donalds is such a great leader. I've played him uh, a couple of clips from him when he was talking about Freeport, McMoran and Empirex and the bunt biden crime family uh he is a, a really great new uh shining star out of florida um, that uh, he's a congressman there and um a true patriot someone who is not a rubber stamp for kevin mccarthy or the biden crime family which are close to being the same thing so um in any case uh that's chip roy now we have um this was really pretty good. This was matt gates uh, let 's take a listen.:
4: Well, sometimes we have to do jobs that we don 't really want to do, and sometimes we have to do jobs that we are called to do and so my colleagues, I rise to nominate the most talented, hardest working member of the Republican Conference who just gave a speech with more vision than we have ever heard from the alternative i 'm nominating Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is humble. Perhaps today, humble to a fault, maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who wants it so bad. Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who has sold shares of themselves for more than a decade to get it. Maybe... Jim Jordan is the right person for Speaker of the House because he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests who have corrupted this place and corrupted this nation under the leadership of both Republicans and Democrats. Maybe Jim Jordan would be the right person for Speaker of the House because he wouldn't fight us when we try to get a term limits bill on the floor maybe jim jordan would be the right person because he wouldn't fight us when we try to put a balanced budget on the floor and vote for it and maybe jim jordan is the right person because he would endorse the plan that was built by the texas delegation to finally secure our border mr jordan said in his nomination that there are certain bills that we have to pass to fix the problem the challenge is The alternative has been someone voting for the very bills that have caused these problems. Mr. Jordan says that we cannot accept legislation like the omnibus, and I fully agree. And if Jim Jordan were Speaker of the House, if he were the leader of the Republican team, we wouldn't have that circumstance choking the economy of our country, increasing inflation, and diminishing the prospects of a better life. For our fellow americans and finally mr jordan said we must engage in rigorous oversight every one of my republican colleagues knows that the person who can lead that oversight effort who works on it every day who has the skill and the talent and the will is jim jordan i'm nominating him and i'm voting for him
2: yes please more of that please right um definitely um it's it's what we need you know it's going to be a it's going to be a, a very interesting day today again i am i am holding my breath because i guarantee you kevin mccarthy knows he's not going to make any inroads with the 20 that don't like him on the right so it was 19 and then byron Do- uh, donalds uh came aboard and made it 20 and he's not stepping back. And, and frankly, now, one of the things as Republicans uh, who support the Freedom Caucus and who support the, what Chip Roy and Matt Gates and Laurie Bobart and, and uh, Byron Donalds and a lot of these uh, patriots are standing for. The, again, Marjorie Taylor Greene's not standing with these patriots, these mavericks. You know, the Freedom Caucus was a smaller block once upon a time, and then it kept on growing. And there has always been this establishment elite in the House. And this is maybe the first real valiant attempt where the Freedom Caucus is going to try to go for leadership. And there might be some other examples, but this is definitely one strong attempt and it's sort of like a David and Goliath type of thing that's going on right now. And they don't have a great chance of succeeding. Which makes all the more valiant and courageous what these people like Matt Gates are doing. Because Matt Gates, you know, two uh, eight years from now could be a, pl- a presidential candidate. But he would have a tough time getting name recognition... If he has to start from the bottom or be annexed, sort of like they did with Marjorie Taylor Greene, because she stepped out of line. And so, you know, that's one of the problems here is is that could you imagine now as Republicans, you got to step up and you got to say if for some reason Kevin McCarthy gets enough votes, probably from the Democrats. They'll take two of their two hundred and twelve And then they'll call it bipartisan, right? (laughs) Which is, again, you know, just a flat-out ridiculous untrue. It wouldn't be a lie, but it would be untrue. And they say, hey, we got bipartisan support. We were to work together. No, that's not happening. We already know the true stripes of the Democrat Party. We know that they'd slit your throat for open borders and election rigging. Come on. You know, so the game is really ugly in Washington. And I guarantee you there are going to be Democrats that are going to put a stop to this madness, but not before they actually pull out the popcorn like Ted Lieu did yesterday and basically said, you know, we're going to let them go ahead and hang themselves and embarrass themselves. How long should we get them to embarrass themselves before we bail them out and, and give, you know, give the inevitable? So, my theory is this. Unfortunately, one way or the other, Kevin McCarthy's probably going to get this leadership. This is just a new thought. Because he's not going to get it from the 20 that have already given pretty much up their careers uh, to uh, stand their ground. They just don't have enough muscle. If they had 60... If they had 60 people members then it would be enough. 20 is just not enough. 20 is enough to be made an example of. You need a bigger group. And the Democrats are sitting back watching the GOP destroy their image of whatever image was left, but destroy themselves and eat themselves. And shame on, shame on them. They should have had this figured out. This is Kevin McCarthy's stubborn uh, zest for power. And Kevin, Car- Kevin McCarthy should be ashamed of himself. Ashamed of himself. And he is not a leader. And he is certainly not someone that supports the MAGA movement or America First policies. He is a candidate that speaks out of both sides of his mouth. And he is the per- one of the main reasons why we're in the predicament that we're in with 32 trillion dollars worth of debt. And I blame Kevin McCarthy in the House. I blame Mitch McConnell in the Senate. And I believe I blame Ron McDaniel at the GOP chair. And we need change, and we need it today. And we're not going to get it because the Democrats are going to bail out Kevin McCarthy. You watch. Let's take a listen to Josh Hawley before we actually head out of town here. This was a good clip talking about Mayorkas. Let's take a listen.
4: So you put out a report a couple of weeks ago on Biden's ministry of disinformation, disinformation. And this was all really hot, flash-in-the-pan news cycle that we were all a part of for a while. It was very hot. And then it faded with this crazy lady, Nina Jankovic, yep. who was going to control all information, I guess. Yep. But what you uncovered is that this is not just one a one-off little department, the Department of Homeland Security. This is a much more widespread, institutional plan for the Biden administration. Tell me some of the things you found.
0: Well, hey, listen, we had whistleblowers come to us and give us documents. The only way we know about this is if with patriotic whistleblowers within the Department of Homeland Security, they came forward and said, look at this, look what they're actually planning to do. They've got their tentacles into the FBI. They've got their tentacles into the military even. They've got their tentacles of course into the CIA yes. and into other government agencies. And they're using those agencies to monitor American citizens, their speech about stuff like COVID, their speech about stuff like Ukraine. What does this have to do with foreign interference into any of our politics. Nothing. It has to do with controlling Americans' viewpoints, controlling our speech. So uh, their own documents have uncovered this, and they've lied to us about it repeatedly. So what we've got to do now is we've got to get the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, he's got to be fired. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what he has done is is dereliction of duty, it's lying to Congress, and frankly, it's a a threat to our Constitution.
4: Well, one of the messages is it is more...
2: Yeah, wow. And... um... We're going to learn more about that, but we got to get to the bottom of that as well. Uh, And there's the CIA again, right? And uh, it's not just about controlling you for political reasons. It's also about controlling your mind and what you know um, to impact elections and to gain more power for them. Uh, That's what it's all about. Well, keep your eyes open today. Today's going to be very exciting uh, with respect to the speaker vote. Um, I'm going to be glued to it. I hope you are too. Uh, Be sure to check out MAGAPAC. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also, if you go to MyPillow.com, use RedState as your promo code. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.
4: Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. And grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.